The challenge rider dies has arrived. We have arrived with my rider die. I'm John Chidley Hill. <laughs> and I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Obviously, we're going to talk about the return of just the challenge classic, mm-hmm. the MTV version. It's what we wanted, it's what we missed. Feels good to be back. I can't lie. Feels good to be back with the regular challenge. I was, I know you're super tired because I know you had a big night last night out out in these streets. Um, I'm super tired and I woke up and as the episode started, I got hype. I got, oh yeah, it it doesn't fail. You show me some of these characters that we've seen from the past on the normal challenge and I'm ready to go. It's funny throughout this episode, they kept introducing pairs and mm-hmm. like they didn't normally they like we're going to introduce all 20 pairs or whatever it is yeah. but this episode they sort of like introduced them as the season bore on like as the episode wore on yeah but like the first 10 minutes like you said it's basically just familiar faces sometimes with the rider dies who are new to us not always new to us sometimes yeah. new to us and I love it. I mean, it was it was not the club scene, but it was club scene at Jace because they started <laughs> on a yacht. They're in Argentina. I know this because I'm sure you noticed it as well, Sheldon. The Argentinian flag flying on the yacht. I'm pretty sure the title of the episode was like, don't something for me, Argentina, like some play off of the don't cry for me, Argentina, I think. That was the I name of the episode. I didn't pay attention to that. I was too busy paying attention to flags. That you you would do that. You definitely would do that. Um, yeah. I will say one thing though. The boat reminded me of I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say I don't know why my brain went here, but my brain went to sports because it always goes to sports. But that boat reminded me of the Odell Beckham Jr. photo, like the infamous Giants photo when they were making, they made it to the playoffs and they had like a couple days off and they took a trip to Miami and then they went on this boat, but you could tell it was just like a last second thing. Cause they're all in like jeans and like Timberlands, like on this boat with their shirts off posing. <laughs> and it became like the running meme for the downfall of the New York giants. Cause they like never won another playoff game since <laughs> that photo. Someone listening to this pod knows what I'm talking about right now. But anyways, those are the vibes that I got from uh, watching this opening scene here where my question for you. So I got a couple questions here. Well, I'm going to rifle through this. Okay. I'm going to rifle through this. Don't worry. I'll do this very quickly. I got just some quick questions for you as we go through the introductions that we got early on. Michelle is the first person that we saw here. Mm -hmm. Are, Are you okay with this? How do you feel about that? I, she's, I would have led with Laurel of the people on the boat. Okay. That said, I liked what Michelle had to say. Personal seasons are the messiest. This is where you get yourself into the most trouble. (laughs) She is right. I agree with what you're saying. I would not have led with Michelle. I would have led with Laurel because she's returning, hasn't been on the show for a while, former champion, arguably the best female competitor of all time. I think it, I will argue that she is. I don't know who I'm arguing against, Laurel, but I'm with you. The point remains. I definitely agree with you. I feel like they should have given that number one spot to Laurel. Um, there's another thing that they gave to someone else that we'll get to a little later. But my my next yep. question is, are Michelle and Jay a couple? 
Like, were they trying I, to tell us that there's something, something going on there? Or? It was very ambiguous the way it was introduced. They talk about how, like, they've been flirting since the first time they met in the elevator at Survivor Casting. Okay. And, like, it's just continued, and now they're not flirting. But they said it in a flirty way. And I just, I was very, I'm going to be honest, a lot of the pairs, I needed way more background on what their deal is. Like, Turbo well, there was the first few his, episodes, right? Yeah, what's Turbo's? Uh, I guess so. Turbo, Turbo and, and Tamara. T- yeah, he's like, "This is my Tamara, my T," and we're like, "What's that mean?" Like, <laughs> I mean, well, there not, was a preview episode siblings, before. That's John, all I know. That's on you for skipping it. Okay. Oh, that is can't my bad. skip the preview episode or the I don't know what they called it the primer episode. I'm making up that term, but there was an episode that I assume its sole purpose was to go into who was on the show and who these people are or a bit of background. Um, for the record, I didn't watch it either. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I will continue with the questions that I hope that you would have more answers for than me. But hey, this is why this is a communal podcast because we know the people in the Menchies will be able to give us the answers that we so crave. So yeah, Jay and Michelle don't know what's going on there. We got Laurel and Jack. Um, I'm just. I'm gonna pause you right there. Immediately, I like Jack. Jack okay. is just off the hop. I'm into his vibe. I like what he's about, and I learned something about myself just from this opening scene about just looking at Jack. He has a, a tattoo on the side of his head. Okay. That says, "Hold on, I wrote it down." Uh, free at any cost, and I learned something about myself when I saw that. I like head tattoos, especially on the scalp. Shout out to my guy, Bam Bam Bigelow. I like those more than I like cowboy hats. Which brings me to a lot of uh, listener comments that we got. And I think you saw it, Sheldon. The people have spoken and they stand with me on my anti-cowboy hat stance. There's a lot of people who are like, nah. I'm with you, John. No on cowboy hats. I did see setting that. dependent. I did see that. Setting dependent. I can't. My mentions are wild lately, so I can't scroll back far enough because it's been a few weeks. Uh, but I want to shout out to all my peoples who don't like cowboy hats outside cowboy related settings. So thank you, listeners, for supporting me. Uh, and I guess it brings us to today's question for listeners. Where do you stand on scalp tattoos? Because I think Jack's working it. And like I said, Bam Bam Bigelow, a classic. So I'm sort of into them. And I'm not a big tattoo guy, but I like these ones. Um, I don't really have a take. I'm not a big tattoo person, period. Mm-hmm. So like to, to make the, the turn towards scalp tattoos... Is, is a bit of a leap. So, I mean, I'm probably the wrong person to ask for that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm boring. <laughs> We've got a newly married couple, Kayla and Sam. Kayla, mm-hmm. of course, a veteran. We're a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Sam seems cool. He had some good moments on this episode. I have to ask, though, Sheldon, and maybe this is one of your questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm taking your gig here. Mm-hmm. But would you go on the challenge after three months of marriage? No, definitely not. That just <laughs> sounds either. like you're asking for trouble, right? Like, I mean, not a good idea at all. 
It just no. seems like it's, it, you're doing too much. And I mean, I did enjoy the whole thing about we learned that they met on IG. Um, are you surprised that Kayla was the one that reached out to him? I am a little surprised. Really? Yeah. I wasn't at all. Kayla's a shooter, man. Shooter, shoot. Uh, it's not <laughs> It's not about her personality. It's just that like, I imagine that she has a lot of people hitting on her in the DMs. Mm-hmm. And that she would just like not be in the DM sphere because it'd be just like so overwhelming. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, we, you mentioned Turbo and Tamara. I still can't understand what Turbo's saying. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I just think that the way that my guy goes about is um, like he's very monotoned as well. So, like, you, it takes a beat to catch like is he being serious is he being funny is he being mad well and you really know, i was just distracted by the man bun can't lie you know sheldon i actually i actually have a cheat code on how to better understand turbo because okay. i have the same problem that you do but i think i cracked the code one he's always serious <laughs> two he's always mad <laughs> okay. three it's usually because he thinks he was just disrespected by someone that's all you need to know about Turbo. He is mad all the time and overreacts to everything. For example, mm-hmm. he gets into it with Laurel on this yacht. I <laughs> gather because she did not pour enough champagne into his glass because he was standing behind her. So she like she did the math in her head and was like, oh, I've got four glasses to fill. She yeah. filled the four. And then it turns out Turbo was behind her, so she didn't. She couldn't give him like the full fifth. Yeah. And that, like, they're done. They're never going to be friends again. They're he, you know, will see anyone in elimination. Which was a weird thing. This it's just a weird flex. Like, bro, you're not going into the elimination every single week. Like we, you know that we know that nobody believes you. We get the whole tough guy act you're trying to play here, but you're not going into the elimination every single week and taking out everybody one by one. Like, just shut up. I imagine already. I don't like turbo again. Like it didn't take long at all. It didn't take long at all. And like, I can't imagine how exhausting it would be to be turbo. Like I'm at, like I take Laurel at her word. That is, I wouldn't even call it a mistake. It's just like being human. You can't be aware of every glass in your periphery, if, especially if they're standing behind you. Like, I'm just like have half a glass of champagne. I'm sure there's more bottles. It's fine. But yeah. like, it must be so tiring to get that mad about everything all the time, to take everything all as an effect. The time, right? All the time. And that's a key, right? Because, like, I don't get what my guy's on. And, whatever you, you can't be that mad at the champagne it made no sense uh then he says i will never ask laurel for anything else ever again even if i need water and i'm about to die i will not ask her like what are you i, I like that the producer was like turbo jesus <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here what are we doing turbo? again all because of what was an innocent mistake even let's say she did it on purpose like let's imagine laurel's like you know what I'm going to show Turbo what's up and mm-hmm. only give him half a glass of champagne or like okay. not enough champagne. Like a mad, like let's say she w- was in fact acting with negative intentions. Okay. Why are you that mad? 
<laughs> like, why would something that petty, if if we want to believe that Laurel is specifically trying to like be shitty to Turbo, yeah, why would you get that upset about it? Like, my guy's just strange. And everything like, is a weird flex for Turbo. Everything. Significantly, I don't think anyone else likes him. <laughs> like my sense, I mean, we have Devin saying that he that Turbo is like the worst wedding guest you can have. Fessy took a shot at him later. Like nobody mm. likes him. Like, <laughs> so I want to know do do you think that viewers like him? Do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? Like last time out, people would like message us and be like oh you got to give turbo a chance we gave him a chance we're done this is his third <laughs> season no more chances for turbo we are out uh, i'm sure i'm sure that there's people that like turbo there's a turbo hive <laughs> turbo hive turbo hive is going to be all up in the menchies <laughs> they're not going to be pleased with us at all for this turbo slander you know who's going to be the most mad turbo for no reason, right? For no reason. Like, there's two Canadians that made fun of me. And now, if they offered me water, even if I was dying of thirst, I would say no. He's like, I'm going to come for these Canadians. Ah. I'm, I'm going to challenge them. I'm going to practice my Dragon Ball Z pump ups <laughs> nearby. And they're going to be freaked out. They're going to be so intimidated. So strange. I'm gonna so, wear all black. Um, so a couple random questions I have for you though. Mm -hmm. Um, Devin and Tori, mm -hmm. what is their relationship like for real? For real, so I'm so glad you asked this because I thought about it. Okay, they're definitely, I believe them when they say that they are best friends. Okay. But I think what you're alluding to <laughs> is that there's clearly a tension mm -hmm. between Devin and Tori. And I don't think it's been acted on yet. Oh, okay. I don't, I think it is, it has not yet been named. I, as of the, as of the filming of this season of the challenge, I don't think that tension has had, uh, has been given a name yet between, between those two. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's obvious to you and I. I think most of the viewers can see it. I'm sure there's people that are out there shipping them, hoping that they uh, become more than just friends. And I mm -hmm. see it. I actually think they'd be a good couple. Yeah. I just, it, it's weird. Like, I, I see that and I'm like, are you guys trying to convince us that you didn't smash? Because I feel like you guys have smashed. But I mean, hey. Here's what I'd say, though. I feel like they would both own it if they did smash. Hmm. Also true. Fair. Right. Like Fair. she owned hooking up Fessy. with Sassy and then immediately is like, it wasn't good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was on you. I didn't even try to make you spit out your water. <laughs> you it's true. No one I was going to say something this out of true. pocket. This is true. That's, um, that is fair. Um, the shortest lived challenge run ever, Casey and Kenny. Like, yeah. do you think they'll be back? Uh, yeah. Uh, you mean this season? Yeah. Nah. Oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I'm it, curious. I want to know what happened though. Is it I mean, obviously I hope everything's okay with everybody. Yeah. I hope it wasn't too like negative of a family emergency or anything like that. But 
in reality, when I saw them both pop up, I was like, really? There's two of them to be this boring on TV? I'm not really <laughs> like looking forward to this. So when they I, left, I was kind of like, I hope everyone's okay. But I'm okay if you guys aren't on this show. I was... Casey mentioned that she's a returning champion, and I genuinely forgot that she had won. Like, I remember CT won, mm -hmm. but I genuinely forgot that she won. Um, a big question for you, because this is a big part of each challenge season. Are you okay with Nelly giving the cheers to open up the season? No. <laughs> I'm so, as, as I have so many thoughts on Nelly's toast, first of all, as soon as like he started to step up, I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, I guess bananas isn't there and CT isn't there. Mm -hmm. And like who's been on the most like seasons of the challenge at this point of this cast? Mm -hmm. I guess it's Nelson, mm -hmm. if not Nelson, Laurel. Laurel. Uh or or maybe, but I don't know. Laurel has Hasn't probably been, been on a, a long time ago, but I bet Nelson's been on more seasons. Yeah. Right. And like the only person that would be close would maybe be Tori. Tori, maybe. Yeah. Someone he, like that. Like, here's, I don't know. You know who I'm going to say should have given the toast, though? You're going to say Devin. Yes. It's obviously should have been Devin. Who, like, Devin, I'm sure, gives toasts at every meal he eats, whether it's appropriate or not. I am sure it is just toasts all the time with Devin. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying that he should. I'm just saying I'm sure he gives toasts all the time. And also, my impression was that Nelson's toast was pre-written. Yeah, and, and it still wasn't good. But would would we have expected Nelson to have a really good written speech? No. <laughs> and like you can tell he put work in it. Like I can I can imagine I can just picture him on the airplane a producer's told him in advance. Nelson, we're going to have you do, you know, Bananas isn't there. CT isn't there. Mm -hmm. We want you to do the toast. Yeah. And, you know, he gets out his crayons and they give him his full scap and he starts wow. writing it out, you know, doing his best. Who would do you who would you have? Because I have the sense you wouldn't want Devin for some strange reason to not do the toast. Who would no, you want? My, my beef was more so too that it was Nelson, which was surprising, but then also his voice was gone, which just made it even more terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, also I, just not his wheelhouse. Exactly. You got to know your role. Not really his role. Not really his role. So speaking of undefined relationships, Amber <laughs> and Chauncey... Mm -hmm. don't explain that they're a couple and then they have a super awkward kiss when he's like blindfolded and she like gives him like a little peck on the lips i'm like wait are they friends like he seems surprised like yeah. there's no sexual tension between there's more sexual tension between devin and tori than there is between amber and chauncey yeah and then even more confusing was the whole johnny airport drama with narice and so hold on let me make sure i got this correct so narice is partners with nelson yeah we don't know how they know each other or how their rider dies right they were on um are you the one are you the one together okay so they are each other's rider dies johnny is rider dies with raven 
Johnny, I'm pretty sure, is from Love Island, if I have that correct. I think that's where I remember him from. Anyways, the energy that my guy came on the camera with, I don't know how to explain this. And I know how I would explain this if I wasn't on a microphone right now, but <laughs> you, he's just that guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could tell how my guy came on that he's, he's that guy who's just feeling himself, and he was going to come on this season and do a little too much you could just tell right like he thinks his shit don't stink at all he is and so a less corny swaggy that was my hmm. reading see hmm. you're thinking about it let me know. you know those aren't, he, that's no 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 that's not the, those aren't the vibes no no, no. You, those aren't the vibes you know what he was also giving me and this is something that i think that only Maybe men would understand, but I feel like you're going to get it as soon as I say it. He's the kind of guy that shakes your hand too often. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's always sizing you up, trying to like see what kind of handshake you got. But also like in my mind, and you might have your own feelings on this. You sh When you meet another man for the first time, you mm -hmm. shake their hand. Mm hmm and then you shake their hand perhaps again at the conclusion of that first meeting. Okay. But also like you might like, if you really hit it off, it might be a hug, but like you shake your hands those two times and then you shake hands to congratulate each other at a later date. Okay. That's okay. it. Like that, that those are the three times that you shake someone else's hands. Then you're moving on with your life. Then you're either doing like a fist bump or a hug or like a more complicated clasp situation. Mm -hmm. This guy, I promise you, is going to shake your hand every time you meet him. Every time you see him, okay. Johnny's sticking at that hand and you're just going to be like, oh, still with the handshakes. Yeah, I mean, he he was just, he gave me the vibes that he was going to do too much. And then right away, they tell the story about he meets uh, Norris at the airport and then he starts feeling her and then they're making out like at the airport or in the on the plane because they're drunk already. Meanwhile, the energy he came on with with his actual partner was that they had all this chemistry and they were flirting. Ooh, I, so what, I'm going to pause you there. He said so he hit on Raven. Is that her name? Raven. No, no, no. Yeah. He hit he on, hit on Raven, Raven on the is street. His, Raven is, is his partner. Yeah, but he mm -hmm. was saying their origin story was they met on the street. The they exchanged strip. numbers. Yeah, on the strip. On the strip. Things did not, they were just, they didn't immediately start dating. Mm -hmm. She has developed feelings to which he says in confessional, yeah, she's got feelings. That's crazy. <laughs> like he's not, he's like acknowledges that she has romantic feelings for him. While simultaneously being like, yeah, not reciprocated, though. And she's sitting there being like, yeah, I do have feelings for him. This is going to be hard. So, like, it's such a disaster, and I love it so much. <laughs> our, our female listeners will, I guarantee, back me up on this. My dude is the guy who will flirt and then be like, what do you mean you have feelings? Like, how can you have feelings? We're just friends. Meanwhile, he knows what he's doing because he's like doing these things on purpose to like make her cozy up to him more and like flirt with him more because he's flirting with her. Like he knows what he's doing. He's playing the game, right? Like he needs to be the dude who like, oh, I have all these girls. Like 
I'm stopping He's myself because I'm boy. gonna. That's what you're trying to say. That's there's a singular word. He's a fuck boy. I want our female uh, listeners to please write in and tell me if you were getting the same vibes off of Johnny, and then like it just happened and played out the exact same way. And also, someone I need someone to jog my memory. If someone has watched Love Island, was Johnny on the same season? that um what's her name uh the girl that came in she came in as one of the other pairs at the end and was flirting with nelson olivia mm. i feel like they might have been on that same season and they had a thing i, I my memory serves but someone I, will help me out with that i'm sorry i just i have more thoughts on raven and johnny okay on the one hand i feel for raven like he is being tremendously disrespectful well yeah on the other hand if you have a crush on someone mm-hmm. and they haven't given you something really firm that they feel the same way, mm-hmm. don't go on a reality TV show with them. Like that's I hate to blame <laughs> the victim, but it's a little bit on Raven. Like, and you know what else you don't do? You don't go on a reality show and immediately tell your sob story to Nelson. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, you know you're in trouble when Nelson, of all people, is like, "Oh, should you be doing this?" <laughs> like when Nelson is the sage voice, the the sage voice of reason and logic yeah. when it comes to a your romantic life, b how to be on a reality TV competition. Mm-hmm. You're in big trouble if Nelson's the one that's like, "Listen, sit down. We got to talk about some things you're doing." Like mm-hmm. that's a big problem. <laughs> Yeah. You know what else? You know what else is a big problem? Anytime if you are a woman and you find yourself in the hot tub with Fessy. <laughs> Messy Fessy is back, baby. Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't be the challenge without Messy Fessy. Um, and yeah, we we cut to Fessy in the pool and he's there with what's her name? Uh Colleen. Colleen. And Colleen says she was on Love Island, Germany. But really, she was on a show called The Mole, which is basically you lie and you just manipulate the game by telling lies to everyone else to, you know, make it a better show for the producers, essentially. Um, What did you make of Colleen's strategy? Not only just hanging out with Fessy in the hot tub, but also just lying about what show she was on. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to put this right out there off the hop. I imagine what happened was Colleen got into the hot tub by herself. Judging by the fact that she's actually sitting. I'm going to defend Fessy. That is slander. (laughs) You do not know that. You cannot just throw out such wild allegations. And then I'm not saying that you're wrong. (laughs) I imagine that a wild Fessy appeared because there can't be a single woman in a hot tub by herself without Fessy appearing. It's like Fessy's bat signal popping That's up. Right. <laughs> Wait, Fessy, what? <laughs> Fessy's talking to Nelson, probably trying to remember what their ages are. Jeez. And <laughs> it's just like, wait, Nelson, do you hear that? There's a woman by herself in the hot tub. I must go. <laughs> but also, oh. it was such a dumb, unnecessary lie. Yeah. And I exactly. love... I love, like I said, I'm already a big Jack fan. I love that Jack is literally like sitting cross-legged, as far as I can tell, 10 feet away. <laughs> and is straight up just yeah. watching them Good and being me. like, that's a lie. <laughs> like, I researched mm-hmm. everyone before coming on this show because I'm not an idiot. 
<laughs> and, and I feel like I, most people would do that, right? I mean, if anything, if we have learned anything from this podcast, we are on our 227th episode. If we have learned anything, it's that most of these people do no research and it costs them every time. So shout out to Jack for breaking from that trend and being like, hey, I'm going on this show with one of the best female competitors of all time. I could probably win. I'm just going to do the bare minimum and like Google some people. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, okay. Let's, let's get to this here because there's some other groups, but they'll come up. There's some other people, but they'll come up. Nothing important was really going on. Right. But let's, mm-hmm. let's get to the daily. Cause what happens before the daily starts, they announce that Casey and Kenny are gone. But then we get these two new couples that come in. We got your man's Nam and Emmy, which I thought for a split second it was Emmy the pop singer from a I couple miss of Emmy seasons the pop ago. Singer. That's who I thought it was for a split second. I thought like maybe she blew up and like then got a bunch of like Kardashian surgeries and stuff. So she looked different. So it took me a second to be like, oh, no, wait this emmy's from germany this is a different person okay cool then we get olivia and horatio i think that's my guy's name Mm -hmm. um and then we get this challenge this daily challenge that i gotta be honest i thought it was i was kind of disappointed in both the daily challenge and in the elimination i wasn't a fan of either i needed a i needed more of a banger coming out of the gates here yeah it wasn't it wasn't spectacular, and I've found the past couple seasons they haven't done a great job of explaining how the competition works. Like, oh. I mean, maybe it's because we take notes, mm-hmm. but like they uh, they sort of explained it, and I immediately was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna have to watch it to understand what's happening." Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought like at the at the end of the day. It was funny to watch these people struggle with basic math, as always is a a normal challenge trope that we have from time to time. (laughs) Can you do grade two math? Can you add up both of your ages together? (laughs) I mean, the best part, I already alluded to this, but the best part was Nelson forgot his age. I mean, yeah. Um, we can gloss, yeah, we can gloss over what this actually was. You run around, you have to answer questions and you find the balls that match or the bolos that match the answer that you come up with. And the questions were basic, like, again, add up your two ages or what is, what was the word, uh, the, your cumulative age that people didn't understand what that word meant, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, multiplied a total number of letters in your names, which people seem to struggle with that. I just found it hilarious. The whole thing I found hilarious. Um, Johnny and Raven end up winning. Which how? I I mean, I don't know. I don't get this challenge seemed so odd that I guess it makes sense that the most random team would win. Um, What did you think of the celebration? That seemed to be a topic of discussion. Uh, I'm not sure that it was too much. Yeah. They felt like, like they were most... haters. Like it was, it was a flex and a let's go. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty. We've seen worse for sure. Definitely, 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 we've seen worse. That goes without saying for sure. From some of the people 
on this season. Like we've mm-hmm. seen worse from Turbo. We've seen worse from Devin as much as I love him. <laughs> like we've right like we've yeah. seen worse that from Laurel. Like remember when Laurel celebrated and she hadn't actually won? Like I mean that was an elimination, but like we've seen we've seen worse. It wasn't yeah, great. He came, he your guy Johnny came out too strong, but like that's that's the Johnny brand, baby. That's just how we do. It's true. It's true. And we learn the twists of this season. Well, also we learn that Nelson has lost 51 straight daily challenges. Yeah. That's that's a streak. Um, but we learn just what how this game will go. The winner of the daily challenge then has to choose four rider died teams that will go into the deliberation to plead their case. The winning team, in this case, Johnny and Raven, will get to select one of those teams to go immediately into the elimination. Sending four teams into deliberation all at once is a massive, massive, massive thing. But with the power that these rookies have, John, my question to you is, what should their strategy be? I actually think they did the right thing. They have no oh. allegiances to anyone else. Okay. Put in vets. I I, th- I think I would have chosen different vet pairings, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Like I, I think they were right to put in Laurel and Jack, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Sam and Kayla. I don't know. I would. I would have targeted former champions, though. Like, I would have gone after Amber and Chauncey and Turbo and Tamara. Okay, okay. For me, I think that they... What I think is you don't want to show your hand this early, right? Mm -hmm. To me, I think that it's most important that you... First off, I don't want to... I'm kind of torn. Because one, as a rookie, you want to win because normally rookies are going to get thrown in. So you want to take that off the board, right? So I understand that. But once you do win, I think I'm going to do my best to kind of diversify the groups that could be in my foursome. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put in a rookie pair. I'm going to put in a vet pair. I'm going to put in a split pair. And I'm going to put in someone that did the worst in the daily challenge just Mm. to diversify it so that there's no way that someone says, hey, you only put in blank or you know you're not showing your cards in terms of who your alliance could be with mm-hmm. but i think that's the most important part we talk about it all the time right like can't be doing too much too early and i think your man's johnny did a little too much too early <laughs> no no absolutely he did too much i will say so they put up they ultimately settle on laurel and jack tori and Devin. Kim and Colleen sort of as a smoke screen and Kayla and Sam. And when they bring them in for the so, so-called interrogation, jo- it's so clear how out of their depth Raven and Johnny are immediately. <laughs> like, I, I love that Johnny says like, yeah, we think to Tori and Devin, he says, we think of you as the king and queen of the vets. And, like, they're both genuinely surprised by that. And, like, I got to say, I I think Tori and Devin are probably going to be my favorite pair throughout this season. Okay. 
I don't think of them as the king and queen of the bets. Significantly, Devin is like, mm, nah, <laughs> like, no. You, and you don't want that label, right? No, but even like realistically, like Nelson is pro- like Devin and Tori are both divisive in their ways, and Devin more so. Whereas Nelson, I think, is more popular, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, which man, if he's the king of the vets, that's concerning. But you know, like I, and I also don't know that like not every group dynamic has a leader. You know, like I think Devin and Tori are powerful voices. What the thing that I thought was honestly funny about this whole deliberation was they sit down. Johnny starts off super sounding super smart, right? Because he's trying to explain to his partner, you know, you don't want to put in all the vets. You know, we, we, we want to get the vets out, but let's throw in a rookie pair to kind of throw it off. We don't want to, you know, show off our, play our hand too quickly. And then he proceeds to put in all vets, right? He then proceeds to go against everything that he said to his partner. So that part I found was a weird play by Johnny, which just made no sense. But then also he brings in Sam and Kayla and he says, why do you think you're here? And Sam's like, oh, we're here to make a deal. And Johnny says, we're not here to make straight up deals. (laughs) We spare you. What can you do for us? Hold on. Isn't that trying to make a deal? (laughs) He says, we're not here to make a deal. But if you spare us, what can you do for us? And also, if someone in a game like the challenge comes up to you and is like, yeah, you like you guys over a barrel, we're interested in making a deal. You don't immediately go like, no, <laughs> you go, <laughs> oh, OK, tell me more. Uh... Like what's on the table? Like get get some information from them before you like it's important to flex on you. No, <laughs> like, mm. Oh, Super Johnny! Strange. He's he's gonna be definitely an entertaining part of this season. What I mm-hmm. loved the most, though, is Laurel and Jack go last. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Colleen and Kim go next, and Kim mm-hmm. and Colleen are like, "Let's be partners. We're all rookies. This is gonna be great." And then the next <laughs> is Laurel and Jack. They sit down, and Jack's like, "So." Colleen and Kim lied to you about everything. And of course, brings up that Colleen lied about being on Love Island, Germany. Johnny's like, how do you know this? (laughs) And Jack goes, it's a matter of public record. (laughs) Like, it's a broadcast. It's like Google. (laughs) Like, you know, that device that you probably spend all your time taking selfies on and posting on the gram. (laughs) Like, Uh... and also it's, I love that Jack was like, you can just look yourself. <laughs> like this is and he's even like, just to ask her a lot of questions about Love Island Germany. <laughs> like it'll eventually break down. Imagine if like, and I don't know this to be the case, and I could Google it right now. Imagine if there wasn't actually a Love Island Germany. I'm I'm like she just made right up now. the show completely. So like you Google it and they're like, this show does not exist. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, it'd be that easy to foil her plan. The show doesn't exist. Because there's a world where she could definitely be on Love Island, Germany, season four. And, like, who would even know that, right? You know how many people are on a season of Love Island? You could be on the show and be on for, like, two days, and then you're out, you know? So, like, There have been six seasons of Love Island, Germany. Right. So, 
I mean, that's a, you'd have to dig a little, you'd have to Google search two things to figure that out if yeah. she was actually on the show. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this is also absolutely the correct play by Jack. <laughs> agree. <laughs> right? Definitely like agree. provable. Here's facts. Yeah. You know, we're going to throw you, throw these people under the bus because who's calling to me? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Great play by Jack. Big great Jack play by you. Jack. Um, club scene. I was really disappointed by the club scene. I mean, it was good to see it back, but overall, not much going on. I like seeing people dance and get down and, and try to figure out what they're listening to. This seemed more of like a, a chill vibe, for lack of a better term. You know, mm-hmm. the only thing we got out of this, I wrote down when we saw Olivia first pop up. I'm like, she and her and Fessy will definitely hook up. That's what I wrote down first. Mm-hmm. And then we get the club scene and it's her and Nelson. And I was like, ah. Oh. I definitely got this wrong because oh. two things she is going to try to to hook up with someone just because like she is definitely here for the gram right like mm-hmm. she is here to be on the show and to be a show and to do all that nelson i mean he's just here to fall in love with whoever the the new uh female competitors are each and every season so that made more sense that's my bad that's my bad my bad assumption. I love that Nelson's like, oh, she's got those those blue eyes. Am I in love? I'm like, oh my god, Nelson, please just get a therapist. Like, please, Nelly, <laughs> just work on yourself, my guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> Nelly. Stop doing this, Nelson, please. Um, the I'm surprised you weren't into having Tommy crowd surf. Oh, do you know what? I didn't mind that. I thought that was pretty funny. That's fine. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, You're right. I take that back. So we we then go to the zone, which is giving me Laser Quest circa <laughs> 1995. Correct. <laughs> and we we learn a bit more about what this season's going to look like. So mm-hmm. Johnny and Raven get to uh, choose who they want to put in. They go with Sam and Kayla. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Cool. And then the other three teams that they nominate draw daggers. And okay. I shout out to production. They are so lucky that this happened. So much so that I wonder if this was staged. <laughs> but the first uh, team to pull one of these daggers is Devin and Tori. We're going to circle back to that. I just want to explain the format and then we'll talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And then the next ones are Laurel and Jack, and their daggers are both blank. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, shit, like Colleen and Kim are going in. Like, bad luck. Colleen and Kim pull their dagger, and it says, safe. Yeah. Great call by you, because if it's pulled in a different order, it's not nearly as dramatic, right? It's already like, oh, it says safe. Okay, so are we looking for the other one that, because then the second one if it doesn't say safe you're like oh well that doesn't say anything so you must be in like it it played out a little too perfectly that my spidey sense is tingling that it kind of had to be rigged like they tried to like lead them towards taking a certain one because it could like for it to work out that perfectly i mean this would be the greatest reality tv show there is i mean which it is see what i I did there see what i I did did. Uh, uh. But let's back it up because there's an important moment here. 
where Devin, <laughs> when they pull it out, he goes, oh, it's a real dagger. Then he says, <laughs> Turbo, don't get any ideas. Daggers stay in the zone. Which, you know, it's a chuckle. And like, again, I'm the world's number one Devin fan. I can tell that his strategy by this point, he's a reality TV veteran. Mm-hmm. His strategy is, I'm going to throw out a lot of quips. I'm going to trust the editors to pick up my gold. Yeah. Right? Like, he's he's putting up numbers mm-hmm. with his quips. I'm not saying that, like, what he said was particularly funny. It was, certainly wasn't offensive. No. But he was, he was just throwing it out there. Because, you know, that's that's his game. You know, throw out a lot of jokes. Some land, some don't. Editors will get rid of the It's what ones. Devin does. It's what Devin does. And like clearly at a time where they would be, it'd be easy for them to cut it. Unfortunately, I said it wasn't offensive, but what are the three rules about Turbo? He's always angry. Correct. He's always serious. He's always mm-hmm. offended. Turbo awesome. takes offense. What did you think of this, Sheldon? Again, Turbo is so annoying. Like, I, I want no parts of Turbo with anything to do on this show. And then he starts talking about pussy chicken. And I'm like, what are you like? What is happening here? Like, I don't understand what is going on. I don't even know. If, can I say that on this podcast? I don't even know. Like, I didn't realize you could say <laughs> that's that. That's where you're going to draw the line, Sheldon? <laughs> no, but I was just like confused. I was just like, wait, what's he talking about? Like, does this have like some other meaning or is no. that what he actually means like yep was there a need to combine the two like he could have went with one or the other but i didn't realize that it was so, a saying to put both of them together did so you know you that remember this he he used that phrase what he means is a coward okay. he used that phrase in his last season like he used it in his fight with jordan oh, and it's clear you're right yes. it's clear that he now thinks that's his expression mm-hmm so is Turbo back this season, like playing up, like he's trying to be the villain role, like he's trying to play up this character? Is that what's happening right now? I think he took all the wrong lessons from his previous seasons. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. And, I, and I also think that like, you know, he won the last season he was on. I think that, you know, money can make you a, a little dumber you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it can distort your perception of things and not that it's like, it's life-changing money to win the challenge, but like yeah. it's enough money for people to start treating you differently. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's not enough people in Turbo's day-to-day life being like, hey man, ease up on the pussy chicken talk. It's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, yeah, I am over Turbo. Like every time we Turbo comes up on this pod, I'm just going to be dissing him and shaking my head and disgust. Me too. I can't uh, wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, so what do we think about this elimination here? Um, I I liked it. I would have. I don't think it was. Oh, sorry. No, there's one other part we got to bring up though. Sure. The twist part of. Okay, so the two blanks. Yeah. But then it's up to the team that's safe to mm. select which team is actually going into the elimination. What do you think of that twist? I like it. Um, it's intriguing because suddenly, like, the power shifts from mm-hmm. being, you know, and like, if you're, I mean, there's that element of chance though. But like, because here's a, what I was going to say is I don't like it. I think they took something that was a good idea 
as is, right? Mm-hmm. You have the three down, you pull the knives. And I thought that was good because if you lose, like you can't then just throw in um, uh, bird votes, no. right? You can't just throw in burn votes because there's a chance they could pull it and end up in the elimination. But this way, you could create three burn votes, right? And just have one team that you want to go into the elimination because obviously you can then select who's going in, mm-hmm. right? Like if you had, like if you were in the alliance with um, Kim and Colleen and they were in an alliance with Laurel and Jack, then it doesn't matter who pulls it because the odds are all in your favor that one of you are going to get the safe thing and then the other group's going in no matter what. So I didn't really like that extra um, layer to this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so it ends up being uh, Devin and Tori go in because Kim and Colleen decide to save Laurel and Jack because Jack is a rookie. And they're trying to show like rookie allegiance, which is hilarious because Jack like had a, just put the knife into them. Um, but Devin and Tori go in against uh, Kayla and Sam. And so it's sort of like a maze that they both, uh, each partner operates uh, a different axis of the maze. So it's like tilting mm-hmm. and like moving, I guess they're like billiard balls. Yeah. And Kayla goes, well, this isn't fair. Devin has one of these in his, uh, it, yeah, in his, his coffee table is one of these. <laughs> and what I thought was remarkable was for all their banter and like playful bickering, Devin and Tori actually have excellent communication. Like they were having fun. Like they were sort of playing at banter, but it was actually very serious and like good, solid communication. A lot of trust in each other. I just like took it real slow and just like banged it out. They, they won like five to one. Like it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it wasn't close at all. And you can't really edit it to make it seem any closer, but peace out to sam and kayla i thought they spent most of this first episode filming their own reality show like Mm -hmm. it seemed at certain points that i was watching like the kayla and sam show like we were following them within their relationship but it did lead me to my line of the episode oh you're just waiting for me to give it okay i thought you're good (laughs) well played tj says I hope your marriage lasts longer than your time in this game. Which, <laughs> shouts to TJ. Great to have you back in our normal MTV challenge world so you can be as savage as you normally are. Appreciate that. I think my line of the episode, by the way, I skipped over it. I can't believe I'm going to give it to this guy. Fessy, when he's Ooh. described as cocky by his partner, Mariah, he goes, have you met Turbo? I'm not cocky. <laughs> Which is fair. Which, like, fair enough. Fessy, good for you for defending yourself. Mm-hmm. Then, one last twist. Bananas and Nani show up. I don't understand why, like, they're not replacing anyone. I'm c- sort of confused. I'm going to tie this up for you. All right. Bananas won this episode. Oh! Yeah. Who killed it for me in this episode? It's bananas because in this scenario where you throw in four different groups, unless bananas won, 
I guarantee you he would have been one of the first four people selected to go into this. And instead of having the chance of your main star, you know, your LeBron coming in and getting eliminated in the first episode, instead, you have this big reveal at the very end of, oh, my God, who's that? Who's coming? Oh, no, it's. It's bananas, or or hey, you went to wrestling last night. Is that Johnny Bananas music? <laughs> my God, my God! <laughs> See what I did? See that was just for you, John. That was just thank for you. you. But you have this pop at the very end of the episode. Here comes Bananas. TJ says maybe our most, our biggest rider die, our greatest rider die pairing in the history of the challenge. You make it a thing. You make it an event. Now it's like, oh no, Johnny Bananas is here, and now he has time. To like rally the troops. Yeah. They seen that the rookies are pairing up their team. Who's the guy that's gonna come in and bring the vets together? Mm-hmm. Johnny Bananas won this episode. And you know, hey, it is his show. You can love it or hate it, but he makes you feel something when he pops up on the screen. That's true. I'm also I wanted to ask you this is in my notes. Are you surprised that Johnny Bananas is back on the challenge? No. No, 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 me neither. Uh, who killed it for me this week? I am going with Jack. I think Jack killed it. Okay. Um, if, if we're being honest, I'm going to give it to Devin a lot over the course of the season, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought Jack had a great game, dodged a bullet. Uh, you know, I think he's playing smart just by the fact that he actually did some research unlike everyone else. <laughs> um, so I'm going with Jack. Um, okay. And I, I liked his, he had sort of a pink bow tie happening at one point in confessional, <laughs> bringing some flexes. I love it. Oh, uh, you know, he's partnered with Laurel. He's in good shape. It's, it's looking good for my man's Jack. I will say, Devin, I didn't realize this. He's now six and two in eliminations. That's nothing to sneeze at. How did you know that? Well, he said in the episode he's five oh. and two, and he said it before that they before they won. So I feel like I must tune out Devin then, because I did not. Because wow. <laughs> wow. I did not see that at all. And we're friends. Wow. <sighs> Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and of course, like and subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get the You Killed It podcast, um, you can find us everywhere, really, now. I mean, we got videos up. The videos will be up on Twitch. Just go to On Blast Podcast. You can find the video on YouTube. Of course, you can find the audio podcast wherever you get your audio podcast. We here for this season of the challenge, Rider Dies. Let's go. Join us. And, of course, I always give this reminder. We don't ask for much. Wherever you're listening to this, rate us, like it, click the like button. It's not too much to ask, is it? A like takes two seconds, right? It's free. It is free. Appreciate y'all for joining us again on this fantastic voyage. That shout out to Coolio? I hope so. It is. It is. And you can find me on Twitter at Hill On Instagram, same handle, at Hill. And I'm going to go listen to some Coolio. Until next week, this was You Killed It. Boop. Good.